0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL and college football playoffs are right around the corner. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship or someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you need to go to betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casinos as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> Everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds. Today, I am talking with a good friend of mine, Eliana Pagrabinski. She was a U.S. ice dancer, competed internationally for Team USA. And honestly, if you want to see some really cool flexibility lifts in ice dance, I recommend watching Eliana on YouTube because her lifts were very, very unique for ice dance. So just a little shout out. But anyways, Eliana, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. And uh, yeah, our lifts were always very intricate. I was uh, able to come up with all of them myself pretty much. So I had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, they were super impressive. Fun fact for everyone listening, Eliana and I knew each other since we were five years old. We started taking ballet together in San Jose. Uh, We would carpool a lot of the time together when we were little children. And then we also Mm -hmm. skated at the same rink in San Jose under the same coaches, pretty much. That was really awesome. Uh, At 10 years old, Eliana moved across the country for uh, her partner for Ice Dance. So I didn't get to live with her for a good chunk of time, but she's back in the Bay Area now. She is attending University of San Francisco Woo! which is awesome and she's set to graduate soon. Tell us what you studied.
1: Yes, so um I studied kinesiology so I'm graduating with a bachelor in science in December. I couldn't be more excited,
0: long time coming. That's so amazing. The like classes that you took in the education that you are receiving with your specific major, it kind of talks about the proper exercises for athletes and the biology behind the way our muscles work for exercise, right? The
1: reason that I wanted to pursue that was that I really loved the strength and conditioning coach that we had in Novi, and I thought it was just kind of meant to be because I have been working with my body my entire life being Team USA athlete and I was really passionate about uh, particularly working in the gym. It kind of just seemed like it was meant to be um, but I didn't really know what kinesiology entailed until I transferred to the University of San Francisco and then from there the first class that I took was anatomical kinesiology and that was honestly to this day the most uh, useful and incredible class I've had at the university. Um, And it just kind of went through anatomy and muscle actions and the way the body works uh, in physical activity and different exercises, as well as sports. And it just gives you the lay of the land of how our body moves. And it's honestly incredible the way that we have so many muscles and how they've adapted to do so many little uh, incredible things. I mean, for walking, there's so many muscles that have to be activated. So when you really think about, you know, being a figure skater and doing all these incredible things and how our bodies have given us the ability to do so. That's why I just think kinesiology is the most interesting, incredible major because it just informs you on everything um, between sport and just how to have your best quality of life through movement.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, that sounded pretty awesome the way that you described it. And yeah, I think that's something... I feel like it's lacking in a lot of coaching. I feel like in today's skating culture, especially in the US, I know that different countries require coaches or anybody in the position to work with young athletes be getting a degree, like getting professional education on exactly what they're teaching because it is biology of the human body or the anatomy of the human body where we're working with real muscles and they have specific purposes for every movement. So yeah, it's really awesome to see you take your passion for your sport of so many years and transfer that now with a college education to be able to help people in the future uh, with the proper credentials and knowledge to do so. So.
1: Yeah, definitely big emphasis on credentials. And I'm hoping that after I graduate, I'm going to take my uh, certified strength and conditioning exam so I can truly be a certified personal trainer and I can prescribe exercises and work with people in the gym. And to touch on the lack of education for coaches, that's something that I go over in my podcast called Women in Athletics. And just understanding that just because you work in a sport and maybe you do know, you know, everything that you need for figure skating, that doesn't really give you the right to talk about all things body related and to tell people what to do. I think there's a really fine line between sharing information and maybe telling people uh, what has worked for you. And you can state it that way of this is what's worked for me, but you can't necessarily tell someone what to do um, because that's the fine line between You know, only a dietitian is certifiably allowed to tell someone what to eat, whereas a nutritionist might be able to recommend, and a coach can just recommend.
0: You hit it right on the head with that one. That was perfect. Uh, So, yeah, for everyone listening, just remember when you're getting advice from people to understand if they're giving you a recommendation based off maybe something that they've experienced or read on the internet per se, rather the difference between a actual professional and actual person with the proper credentials to be giving you real advice to follow. But yeah, so in my career, I know a lot of off-ice exercises are a super important part to training. And when kids are young, they mostly need to develop strength through things like running and jumping and cardio, flexibility, they need to develop coordination. And most of the time, kids that age don't use weights because their muscles are undeveloped. But at that point, they're usually working with their own body weight, right? So when kids grow older and they develop their muscles and they develop their bodies, what age do you think they should start working with weight training? Because I know a lot of people are skeptical about what the right answer is, uh, but I'd love for you to share your knowledge on the topic.
1: So through my education, we did touch on that because it is a a touchy topic because as you said a lot of uh, parents or adults don't want young kids lifting weights and a lot of things that i've heard is that it stunts your growth and that is false i will bust the myth for you um growth plate injuries rarely occur from strength training and the only way that they would occur if is if a child is really performing something in an incorrect manner, if there's no coach present, if the coach uh, doesn't know proper technique for exercises, or if they're truly overloading themselves and not uh, understanding their limitations and lifting too heavy of a weight. So you don't have to necessarily just work out with body weight when you're young, as long as you know the, um, the correct load and you have a coach present watching, making sure you're doing everything correctly. I would say there's no real right age of when to start. I mean, lifting weights is an overload, and that's how you gain strength faster than you would with body weight because your body is accustomed to moving its own weight, and you would have to do a lot more repetitions to get the same results. So weightlifting is kind of a faster way to go around that and to gain strength. There are, of course, a lot of different exercises that you should do And I would say specificity is most important, especially for athletes. Someone who's doing figure skating doesn't have to go and do like cleans or jerks or snatches in the gym. Like they're not, uh, that's not gonna be relevant for them. But um, things like squats with weights, that's not just gonna make you bulky. It's not gonna stunt your growth. Um, It's only gonna be beneficial for your power and muscle endurance translating to the
0: ice. Speaking off of what you just said with that, You know, they're in specific sports like figure skating. I'm going to compare it to ballet because it's kind of like dance, right? But we put blades on our feet. In ballet, they don't recommend you use weights because the common belief is that weight training is going to make you bulky and destroy your softness and the elegant look of you know being prima ballerina or an artist, right? But professional weight trainers they will tell you that that's not the case. So tell us about the right form of weight training to build strength, but stay lean and toned rather than bulky. That's definitely a big misconception is that just lifting
1: weights is going to make you bulky. And what I heard in my career was that I am just a little bigger of a build. So apparently I look like a bodybuilder, which if anyone has seen me, I don't think I look anything like a bodybuilder.
0: She has a ballerina look. She's very tall, has an elegant look, has long limbs. Um, Not at all bulky.
1: (laughs) So for a female, particularly, to gain so much muscle and look so bulky, she would either have to be lifting weights every single day for multiple hours and doing a very crazy overload program, or she would have to be taking testosterone. So uh, figure skaters that adopt a training program and maybe exercise exercise Uh, two to four times a week for an hour nothing that you are going to do in the gym is going to make you so bulky now there are different like sets and rep schemes and weights that you can do Um, you can either emphasize just on power so that's going to be a little bit lower of a rep scheme you can do strength which will be a little bit higher or you can do hypertrophy which is going to be kind of like your 10 to 12 reps, and then you can do muscle endurance, which is really going to be anything over that. So you can uh, lift weights and build strength and improve your body and not be bulky uh, if you understand your sets and rep scheme. And that's where it's important to have a trainer who is educated in this, uh, preferably a CSCS certification to tell you what to do. But yeah, I think probably answers that
0: question. That covers that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for for speaking on exactly what you just said, I was totally one of those people for everyone listening who growing up, I, I always did only running cardio kind of exercises. Uh, and I was always working with my own weight, which worked really well for me in my skating career when I was young. And I had that belief that working with weights was unnecessary for specifically figure skating and that it was gonna make me, I guess, more beefy, muscly, whatever. And I had that ballerina look because I, again, was taller, long limbs, And I wanted to keep that elegant look, but it actually wasn't until I started exploring more weight training this past year, funny enough, that I realized completely, I knew it wasn't true a few years ago because I started working uh, different exercises that I'd never done before that I previously believed, like cycling, for example, I thought that was going to make me bulky didn't at all. It, it helped me get into really great shape. Uh, and same thing this past year. I've been working a lot with little baby weights. I do some three pounders. I do some six pounders. You know, I keep it easy. That's your muscle endurance right there. There you go. Um, but yeah, I've been working with those the past few months and I've seen such a huge difference in uh, how lean and tone my body is. And it, it's really not... Making me any bulkier, all it's doing is shaping me into honestly a fit form that I wish I had during skating. Honestly, uh, so can attest from personal experience and from somebody who has that kind of ballerina look, it will not make you bulky if you do the right exercises. So don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> like like I said before, uh, just understanding your reps and sets that's probably going to be your best friend. But uh, nutrition also plays a really big role. If you're eating a lot of protein, I mean, you're most likely going to be able to uh, recover from workouts a little faster and therefore build muscle a little bit quicker, but we all do need protein in order to recover, but there is a range and uh, a higher kind of like number on that range is going to aid in hypertrophy, which is why a lot of people take protein powder supplements afterwards. Um, so that can be taken into account too. But I would say in the gym, really make sure that you have someone that is educated in telling you and not really just, you know, finding a workout program from the internet or Instagram and saying, this person looks great, I'm going to do what they're doing because you don't really know what their background is or how that translates specifically to being an athlete because an average individual doing a workout program is going to be completely different than an athlete trying to train for optimal performance.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Just because you see someone that looks good on social media does not mean that what they're doing is going to work for you either. Because everyone has individual needs, and especially when we talk about training for an athlete rather than just a normal person going to the gym, um, you need to be looking for the right exercises to help you build strength for your sport. It that is very very important. So you don't need to be wasting time on exercises that won't benefit you when you're in your sport
1: yeah and for for figure skaters i would say from what i you know know being a figure skater myself the emphasis should be on strength initially and then what we want to keep throughout the season is definitely that endurance component because programs are long you know our legs get tired and we want also want to keep up that power because we want to be able to drive ourselves throughout that program not lose momentum especially for figures, um, single skaters be able to really explode up into those jumps, then you should focus on specificity of what am I looking to improve on the ice and how I can supplement that and maybe increase my progression a little bit quicker off the ice because that's really the main goal. It's a supplemental component of what we're doing on the ice. It's not supposed to take away and
0: not replace. Okay, guys, really quick, I want to tell you about this awesome company I'm partnering with, Viome. You can find out what foods and supplements are right for your body with their health intelligence test. It looks at your gut microbiome health, your cellular health, immune system health, and more. I'm super excited. I just received my testing kit. It's super simple and I can't wait to get my results back. Seriously encouraging you all to try out Viome. It's so cool and it gives you personalized information and resources for your individual health. Order your test on www.viome.com and use code POLINA at checkout. That's P-O-L-I-N-A. I can't wait for you guys to get your results. So for skating, what kind of leg exercises do you recommend and think are important for skating? Do you think that cardio and running is more beneficial to us for endurance purposes, or do you think strength training is, or both? Um, So if we're working on cardiorespiratory
1: endurance, a lot of that does get trained when we are doing run-throughs. But for cardio, uh, some great things are going to be interval bikes, um, anything interval-related, sprints. I would say that's definitely a great way to place your emphasis. Um, Muscle endurance, though, however, is different than cardiorespiratory endurance. So that can mostly be trained in the gym. So. Part of your respiratory is how easy you feel breathing uh, when you're skating and muscle endurance is when you feel your legs burning two minutes in and you have two minutes left to go and you're like oh crap so for exercise wise I think the easiest way is to break it down into movements and muscle actions. so let's say you're a single skater and you're you know working on your double axle and you're having a hard time getting up into the air getting high enough to do your revolutions well, If we think about it, our taking off leg is doing a single leg squat. Well, if you never squat, what's your quad power like? How are you able to load that leg? To take off, we need to do hip extension and knee extension. Do you ever work on your hamstrings? Do you ever work on your calf? Do you ever work on your glute? If the answer to that is no, there's really no surprise of why you can't, you know, get enough power for that jump because if you don't work those muscles Outside of just the ice We're not improving. So I would say things like squats are great uh, goblet squats single leg squats uh, Deadlifts dumbbell deadlifts. You don't have to use a barbell glute bridges um, RDLs really Focusing on equal amount on anterior and posterior parts. So our quads the front side of our body and the anterior, uh, posterior portion, so our backside, the glutes, particularly hamstrings. And we can't forget about the calf, the gastroc, because when you're taking off, you're doing plantar flexion, so you're pointing your toe to take off of that toe. So if you don't have that strength and power in even just your calf muscle, that's gonna greatly impact your ability of being able to take off of that jump.
0: I really liked that. That was a lot of really technical <laughs> information Uh, explained very well by you that everybody will be like, damn, she knows what she's talking about. (laughs) I liked it. Okay. um, And then what other full body exercises do you recommend and think are important to skating? Because again, I feel like it's a pretty big common misconception that the only thing we need to worry about is our legs for skating.
1: Well, when I did ice dance, the girl has to hold herself up Uh, a lot of the time for the lifts. So really total body uh, strength is really important. Upper body, um, abdominal muscles, your core, same with even single skating. I mean, when you're taking off for that jump again, let's say double axle, you're using your arms too. You're using your obliques, you're using your core. You have to maintain a stable structure as you're rotating through the air. So it's really not just that leg power. Again, we can think about specificity. So what type of action are we doing on the ice and what type of strength exercises most closely mimic that motion? So let's say in that jump, you're kind of lifting your arms forward. Um, We can do things like band pulls or uh, even like a dumbbell chest press. That's gonna be beneficial. We have to really tightly bring our arms in. We can do rows. Any exercise that you think will target those muscles in the way that they are used in your sport
0: is only going to help you in your performance. Exactly. Think about what you're doing right now, off ice wise, and think about how you can potentially improve your workout plans um, if anything you've heard is a new concept <laughs> in today's podcast. But yeah, do you work with any athletes right now or plan to? Um, and would you make specific training programs for them? So, um, when I was in undergrad, I was an intern
1: at the athletic department at the University of San Francisco, specifically with the uh, strength and condi- conditioning team. And I was really able to work with all the athletes women's soccer, men's soccer, women's tennis, men's tennis, uh, beach volleyball, volleyball, baseball. We don't have a football team. Um, so that was really incredible, and that was really like my first step into being a trainer. And I was able to take over uh, different portions of the exercises, the warm-ups, and really just dive deep into that. Um, my main goal in uh, being a kinesiology major, and I'm currently going to pursue a doctorate in physical therapy, is that I want to work with the athletic population that's just what brings me the most joy. I think it's the most captivating and I can relate to that population the most. So once I, uh, once I graduate now, I'm going to go from my CSCS so I can be a strength and conditioning coach. And you know, three years later, when I have my doctorate in physical therapy, my end goal is going to be um, to be a physical therapy strength and conditioning coach for athletes specifically um, and just make sure that I am helping them the best that I can and be someone for them that I didn't have because um, it did take me a really long time to find a good physical therapist that I saw benefits from. So I think knowing what works, that's what I'm going to go forward and try and implement and
0: help the athletic population. Very cool. Very excited for you and your journey with this. And last question, are you involved with U.S. figure skating or would you like to be in the future? Because I feel like you could be a really great resource for young athletes and coaches coming up who could use proper advice on off-ice training.
1: Yeah. um, I was actually reached out to, uh, to see if I wanted to be a judge for ice dancing for U.S. figure skating. Oh, wow. Um, That's something I'm still considering. I'm not entirely sure just because I have a lot going on now and especially pursuing a doctorate in physical therapy that's going to uh, be full-time for three years, so potentially afterwards. What I would really love to do, though, is be a physical therapist for Team USA because the physical therapist that I previously mentioned that I saw a lot of benefits from, uh, he is a Team USA physical therapist, and I still have connections with him, and he's able to travel to international competitions with all the athletes and be a resource for them. So that would definitely be very interesting because I would kind of get back into the game and be around everyone. For coaching wise, uh, that's something that I'm really trying to make my end goal through my Women in Athletics series is to somehow help create a certification or education program for coaches that just goes into the essentials of psychology, nutrition, uh, anatomy and physiology and all those little things that should and need to be taken into account and uh, understood about in order to be an effective and incredible coach that produces not only great athletes but healthy athletes that's something that's i think not emphasized enough and if we want to you know make sure our athletes are going to be the best that they can be for longevity that's really what we need to place a lot more emphasis on.
0: I totally agree. Well, I support you 100% in all of those avenues. I think mm-hmm. that could all be really exciting yeah. pathways for you to take. So I'm excited to see how you do with everything. And for everyone listening, you guys should go watch Eliana's Women in Athletics videos that she has out. If you want to plug yourself for a second, Eliana, and talk about them, go for it.
1: <laughs> you can either go to Women in Athletics. Dot com. I have a website or just Eliana Pograbinski on YouTube, but I would say the website is definitely the best resources um, because not only do I post the interview chats that I have, but I also have a list of different resources that you can reach out to, like um, eating disorder hotline, suicide prevention hotline, some great places where you can find supplements, reliable sources. I also have a tab for healthcare professionals, um, that I have had on the series, such as psychologists, nutritionists, strength and conditioning coaches. Um, and then I also have a little blog where I just uh, bust some myths, talk about relevant topics in athletics, and just try and give my two cents about the topic.
0: Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of really great information and she covers a lot of really cool topics. So everyone should hop on there and see it. But yeah, thanks so much for talking to me today, Eliana. That was awesome. You gave a lot of great information for all of our listeners.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. And I hope you all uh, enjoyed this chat and were able to take something out of it.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Please let me know what you think. Subscribe to my channel. Give me a rating. Give me a review. I love reading what you guys have to say. And Follow me on my Instagram. That's where I'm promoting this. My username is at Paulina Edmonds. And stay tuned for my upcoming episodes. I have some really great interviews planned. I'm super excited about them. So keep an eye out for them. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week.